0: Well, good morning, everybody. I'm glad you're here. Whether you're joining us here in Kernersville or one of our other locations in Oak Ridge or Jamestown, sorry to disappoint you. Your pastor has bronchitis and is in the bed, so they asked for a pinch hitter. So the only problem is I don't run the bases real well, so. We're happy that you're here. Uh, we have started the second week now in our series on Trust Me, and we've been talking about struggling with trust issues, which is what most of us have in our lives. Next week, Pastor Jonathan's going to finish the second week, intended to do it this week, on when we feel like God has let us down. So we just moved up the third week to this week, which is when people let us down. God is all about relationships. He makes that clear because he is love. He's the fullest expression of love. And Jesus was asked, what are one of the greatest commandments of the Old Testament? Jesus' response was very important. In Matthew chapter 22, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second commandment is just like the first. Love your neighbor As you love yourself. That is the priority of our lives. God wants us to be in loving relationships. That's his design for us as humans. In relationship with him, with others, and with ourselves. Loving ourselves in in a healthy way. So I don't have to tell you that people will let you down. Sadly... That has been your experience in life. Uh, Unfortunately, many of us know from our own personal experiences that people let us down. And we could go through several circumstances or several examples of that in here today from your own personal stories. Relationships are certainly complex. And there are many forces that Attempt to sabotage those relationships and cause them to be broken. We all have relationships with people that we love deeply, and in those relationships, we all live with expectations. We all have desires and needs that we need to have fulfilled. The problem is, since we're human, all of us, we break those expectations. They're either unrealistic or unmet unspoken sometimes, and certainly, in many regards, broken expectations from our lives Uh, that cause us to be wounded, to feel betrayed, to feel hurt. Someone said, but he promised to always be there for me. Well, that's a misguiding cliche because it's not real. We can't always be there for people. We can't always fulfill their expectations because we are so, so indeed human, imperfect. We make mistakes, all of us, whether we are the offended or the offender. We all fall short, and people. Let us down or we let them down. For some of you, broken trust has been an entire way of life. You have, you're used to it. You expect it. And some of it may be coming from family of origin issues where you've been so wounded growing up in dysfunctional homes in hurtful situations from either a parent or siblings or extended family. By the way, we have a ministry in our life care ministry called Ultimate Journey that talks about these family wounds and growing up adults that have hurts and horrors and humiliations. We start that back up in January. If you're interested, you can look on our life care page on the website and you can find that. Not only family of origin issues, but also you may not have been had a bad family experience. You may have grown up, but because you've grown up into adults, People have let you down, whether that's high school friends or college or as adults or even a spouse can definitely let you down when they don't meet these expectations that we have. So all of us have experienced broken trust in some way or the other. Now that's such a big topic and I can't unpack all the layers of it, but I just want today to give you an opportunity to have some hope that you can have some of this brokenness, some of this hurt restored. You can have some healing from some of these experiences of people letting us down, especially in light of that in a few short days, you're going to be sitting at a Thanksgiving table with some of the people who have let you down in the past. So we're going to arm you with some ammunition as you get ready to enjoy that turkey. You know, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but we have a tendency to take all of the experiences of our past and apply them or project them onto future expectations. Can't help it. That's a human tendency. That's a street wisdom kind of thing. Um, Give me an example of that. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Boy, I've been learned, burned, but I've learned. I've learned my lesson, being burned. That's it. Not going to do this anymore. That's the last time I'll do this or I'll do that. Because all of us have had experiences where people have let us down. And we automatically start becoming defensive. We develop our intricate systems of defensiveness. And through our mental filter in our brain, we start going, okay, they did it once, they'll do it again. As a matter of fact, all humans will do the same thing to me. The result is we live a life that we can't trust anybody. If one mechanic messes up our car, all mechanics are bad. If one salesperson messes up the sale that we have with them, we automatically go, yeah, it's always going to be this way. If one man hurts us, heartless monsters, all of you. One woman breaks our heart, she devils, they're all she devils. This is how we think. And even Christians, because Christians hurt people, We're human. Christians sometimes cause expectations to be communicated in such a way with people that we hurt them, whether that's intentional or we didn't mean to. The result is that we become cynical, cynical people that don't trust anybody or our future. To protect ourselves, we develop those intricate systems of defense. Walls that we place up. Barriers that we resolve never will be broken again. Folks, listen to me. What an awful way to live with such little grace. To experience so much pain that it starves out our relationships in almost every area, and it robs us of peace and hope in our lives. May it not be so for you. And we're going to try to help you with that right now. There's a better way. It doesn't change your past, but it paves the way forward for you to be different. Beyond broken trust, we have the ability to move into a different realm, a paradigm shift in our brain, if you will. Now, some of you may say, well, wait a minute. Let's, let me ask you this question, Pastor Ike. Aren't there some people that we shouldn't trust? And I would say to you, because of the pattern of your pain, because of the hurt and experiences that have been consistent in your life, that could be absolutely true. Some people we have to pace boundaries around our existence because we've been wounded and hurt and we have to protect ourselves. If you find yourself in an unsafe relationship where you're being abused or misused, there is hope for you. You can get to a safer place. You can get some counseling to be able to get some uh, to get some support around you. Just contact us in Life Care. We'll help you with that. But that's often the way we think about every relationship we are too quick to write people off our culture has created such an existence this past week we had elections in this country and it's fascinating to me to watch the commentators talk about yeah, he oh great there's another seat no And so we listen to it, and we leave that commentary, and what do we do? We go out and go, oh, great. When you think back about all of our voting experiences in America, you'll see that we we do this all the time, every two years, every four years. Our culture writes off anybody that's different than us. It's the way that we live. We are so quick to be critical and cynical and harsh. I want to say that, to say this. If you are a Christ follower, if you are a part of the church of Jesus Christ, the New Testament calls us the body of Christ, if you're a Christ follower, it is God's intention for you never to live that way with all that hurt and all that cynicism. As a matter of fact, this is the one organization on earth that is designed to believe the best in people and give people a life chance, a second choice. Your church is the organization God designed to restore broken people. There is no other resurrection like it in all the world. So God's design is for us to live out a way of restoration when people let us down. I want to talk about that for just a few minutes. And the first thing that I want to talk about is this lesson that we need to learn today. Trusting people. What does that mean? It means learning to remain open to the future and that it will be better than the past In order to trust people, we have to get to the place where we are allowing God to teach us how to remain open to the future that it will not be like it's been in the past. Well, some of you may say, that, yeah, no way. That's not possible. I'm so hurt. If only you knew. Absolutely. And we respect your pain. If you want to live in it all of your life is your choice. It's not easy, folks, changing this. It's a process. It takes time. It takes work to do this. But it is exactly how Jesus expected his followers to live. To live out this truth Because as I said, nobody else in the world lives this way. Just you. Through him. And I want to show you out of the Bible how Paul talks about this. Now Paul begins writing to two different churches. One in Ephesus and the other in Colossae. And Paul in Ephesians and Colossians talks about some strategies to be able to help us when people let us down. He's writing to an audience that is watching their backs at all times. They're living in hostility. They're living in a world of constant pain and the risk of being persecuted. As a matter of fact, let me show you something. I think this is fascinating. In the early Christian community, People would always find out if you were a Christian by you having conversations with them. You know the the little fish that people put on the back of their uh, cars as a Christian symbol? That started under the persecution of the church. When somebody's talking to you, they take with their toe and draw the half of a fish. And the other person, if they're a believer, finishes the fish. So now I know that I'm talking to somebody who is a Christ follower. That's how that sign, the ichthus, became a part of our experience. So Paul's writing to Christians in his generation that are facing persecution, facing isolation. And Paul says, this is how we learn how to trust in the midst of all that problem. Listen to what Paul says here in Ephesians chapter 4. Always trust. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Then he says something astounding. Making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. What a fascinating passage. Paul is basically saying, We are going to learn how to make allowances when we get hurt by people. That basically means we're going to be bearing with one another, tolerating. Just a minute, Pastor Ike. I'm not going to tolerate nothing like this. We think that way. Paul wants you to hear him. Because we are Christ followers, we will always learn how to be humble and gentle and patient, and then make allowances. We learn how to bear with each other's limitations, weaknesses, mistakes, flaws, all of that because we are people of love. This is what love requires of us, to Tolerate weaknesses. Now, hold on. Are you saying I just keep my mouth shut and just overlook their faults? My husband has so many. We know. That's why you're poking him right now. Brother, you got no idea what it's like living with this woman. You used the word earlier, she-devil. Her picture's on the dictionary. Mm -hmm. We know there's conflict. We know that there's strife. We know that there's misunderstanding. Paul says it. But this is what we practice. And to the Colossian church, he says this. Sounds exactly the same. Make allowances for each other's faults. And then he adds this. Forgive Anyone who offends you, remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive. Now he gives us a template for how we live, a model, if you will, for how we are to live our lives in a place of forgiveness. Making allowances again and then practicing forgiveness just as God has forgiven us. That is the cycle that we live in our world. And then at the very end of Ephesians, that Ephesians passage comes this very phrase. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. We have peace when that happens. When we do the work of humility, when we do the work of being patient, We do the hard work to restore relationships. Now, I want to talk for just a second that Jonathan's going to finish this next week, but I want to suggest something for you. When people let us down or when we're in broken relationships, we get to the place in our lives where we live with a gap, a gap between them and us we are detached, we are distant, we are divided from them because of the pain that we've experienced. There's a huge gap in relationships. And you know many people in your past and even currently that you would say, I have this kind of relationship with them, that gap. When people don't meet our expectations, we get hurt and wounded. And it creates a gap between our expectations and the reality of how we're being treated. For many, many people in our world, that gap is filled with anger and resentment and hatred and bitterness. And walls of isolation, I will never talk to them again. They will not hurt me like this again. And so we withdraw from so many people because of this pain. I want to tell you, Paul's already talked about, we've already read it, some gap healers that God's going to suggest. Instead of the anger, instead of all the bitterness, instead of the resentment, God has a desire for his followers, his children, to live differently and to begin healing that distance between you and that person that so hurt you, let you down. Here's the first of those situations. What do we put in the gap of broken trust? The first step is humility. Humility. Our, Americans in, our American Indian heritage calls this wearing someone else's moccasins. It's walking in somebody else's shoes. That's what humility is. Being well aware that if given the right opportunity, I could treat anybody the same way they're treating me. See, that's our humanity I could easily be as angry and as upset with Deborah as any of you with your spouse, given the right opportunity. Because I'm human, I make mistakes in my life. And that humility reminds us that you may have created trust issues out of your past with somebody They may be gapped with you that you don't even know about. So being humble is crucial to us restoring these gap relationships. If not, if not what? Well, if not, then you're going to write them off. If not, you're going to maintain the distance. If not, you'll give up the relationship. And you could be giving up something that could be completely, eternally different if you're open to the Holy Spirit directing in that kind of gap relationship. So it's important this first step involves your attitude and your approach. Be humble, open, gentle. Here's the second of the gap healers, and that's honesty. Honesty. Remember a moment ago I told you you have to be open in sharing what's happened to you. Honesty does not pretend or dismiss the pain. Instead, it deals with it openly. We have to learn to begin communicating with people in such a way that we can tell them, I love you, I appreciate you, but I'm gonna be honest with you our relationship is strained because you say this to me on a regular basis, and I feel belittled, minimized, criticized. That's not what I need. I need you to love me like I'm trying to love you. Is there a reason that you treat me this way? Now you're open to listen. Listening we treat them with humility, we treat them with grace, we treat them with understanding, then we listen. But we don't withhold the truth. We're honest about how people treat us. What we don't like. God fully intends for you to walk in this honesty and communication. It's the only way to restore that gapped relationship that we have with people. We deal with it. That's important for us to have healing and rebuilding of trust is honesty. And here's the final gap healer when it comes to people, and that is forgiveness. Forgiveness. Trust doesn't work with sinful humans who are without forgiveness. We can't do it. It's hard for us because we have memories of the pain and the hurt. It's hard for us because we're full of fear that the same problem will happen throughout our life. It is hard for us to move forward into forgiveness. I want to share something with you. I'll share this with all of the folks that come to us that are talking about the need for forgiveness. There's a great author of a book called The Hiding Place. Her name is Corrie ten Boom, and during World War II, she was arrested by the Nazis and taken to a concentration camp, Auschwitz. And at that concentration camp, she saw thousands of Jews being annihilated, killed, murdered by the Nazis. She saw members of her own family beaten and killed by the Nazis. But fortunately for her, she was repatriated. She was rescued. And she began dealing with her pain of how do I move past all of this horror? And she wrote this book in talking about forgiveness Many of you probably have heard of her. She's been on many of the Billy Graham crusades when you were little. She says something that I don't want you to forget because it's so important. She says this, forgiveness is when I deliberately and purposefully remind myself to forget. Forgiveness is when I deliberately and purposefully remind myself to forget. That is so hard for us. That's the hard work that we have because we don't Forget. You know what I'm grateful for? That God does. God forgets. The Bible says God places our sin in the sea of forgetfulness, never to remember him ever again. And that means if you're a Christ follower and you remind him, God, do you remember the time when I was a teenager? I pushed that old lady in front of that scooter. And if you know Christ as your Savior, if you're a Christ follower, you know what God says to you? No. Don't recall it. Don't remember it. Because all that you've ever done is under the blood of my son Jesus, he's forgiven you for all of those sins. I've forgotten them. Isn't that an awesome thing? Because we can't do that. We remember everything. And see, what's fascinating to me as a pastoral counselor is that God gives us the privilege of being able to make a decision every day, every day, to choose, to remember, to forget. That's the choice we make. Well, they are going to be hard days, Pastor. Like I can't remember, forget all the stuff that's happened to me. Yes, I understand. But you are going to make a step because you're a child of God. You're going to make a step toward allowing God to use you to forgive all of those people that have hurt you. And the other side of forgiveness that Pastor Jonathan may talk about next week is the fact that we free ourselves from the misery of bitterness and anger and hurt when we say goodbye to all of that pain. Forgiveness is not so that that evil person will be happy. Forgiveness is to set you free. That's God's purpose in it. So with these healers in our life, we now make the decision to move forward. And it's not easy. It's a struggle. As a matter of fact, I want to give you some resources. On our Life Care page on the church website is some podcasts that talk about how we resolve conflict. I did one about four years ago, and it's on there called How Off Resolve Conflict. And then I have the privilege this week of meeting with Randy Honeycutt, who's in leadership at Duke Power. And he's doing a podcast this week. It'll be up next, next weekend on how do I resolve or or what do I do with people who have hurt me in terms of an institution like a bank or Duke Power or the phone company? How do I let go of that pain? So there's going to be some opportunities for you to get some resources. Here's the final thing that I want to say, and that's this truth. In our lives, trusting people means that we are learning to remain open to the future. That the future will be better than the past. Remaining open, letting God work in our hearts and lives so that the future will be very different than the past. So with that in mind, I have some homework for you. Seriously. One little thing. Over this entire series of learning to trust those who have hurt us, who, who is that one person? Just one. Who is that one person that creates this gap between you and them? Who is that person? You know who it is. It's in your heart right now. All I'm going to ask you to do Is just name them before the God of heaven. Just name them. God, this is the person that I'm in a gap relationship with. That's your homework. Wait a minute, I gotta do something else about this, don't I? He will show you what to do. You just put your name, put their name before the Heavenly Father and ask him to show you how you can restore that relationship to the degree that you can. Let's pray together. Lord, your grace is so sufficient in our life. (laughs) You have reminded us once again of how very different we are from you. Oh God, you are so... Forgiving and loving and restoring, and we understand our salvation through your grace. Because we've hurt you like this, we have let you down just like what we're talking about. But you choose to constantly forgive, restore us, give us life in your Son Jesus, and make us into. People that remind others of that son by the way we live, by the things that we restore, by the way that we touch the people we are in gap relationships with. God, we ask you today, just tell us who they are and help us have the courage to speak their name before you. This is not about us doing anything that is outside of your power and strength and wisdom to do. Enrich our lives as we learn how to let go of those who have disappointed and hurt us. In your name we pray. Amen.